foreclosures, um, they died uh, two years ago because of COVID, or three years ago because of COVID and stuff. I've talked, I personally, and I know, you know, that's another thing, Rod, you asked about um, where to find them, foreclosures. Um, I never, and, and this is a whole nother conversation, but, you know, when we first started, I was a teacher and then I was a firefighter and I could only fix houses up so fast. So I couldn't go get hard money loans or, um, you know, do short-term financing. I was always going to a bank. So we had to find deals that nobody else really wanted and foreclosures people want because they're going to get pretty good discounts. So I have never like gone to the courthouse steps and bought foreclosures. Um, but to, yes, they are coming back. I've heard the last three to six months, there's been more sales. Once again, I think 2024 um, is what I'm hearing is that there'll be a lot more um, opportunity because they're starting to release, the banks are starting to release them. They actually were holding them. I don't know if people understand that, but they weren't releasing foreclosures. Um, they were trying to make the banks look stronger, um, so they kind of kept them. But now they're, they're kind of releasing, releasing them a little bit at a time. Um, so, yeah, the, the only negative is you'd have to have cash. You know, you have to be able to buy at the court, courthouse steps. Um, but, and sight unseen, that's a whole nother thing that, you know, I, you know, when I first got started, I didn't want to do a sight unseen because part of it, I didn't know what I was doing. Um, you know, you see some of the big flipping shows, you know, they're like, oh, 10 grand in electrical, 10 grand in plumbing. We didn't see that. Well, for me, part of evaluation, I would, if I couldn't see it, I'm replacing it. I would go in with that mindset. Um, but that's another thing to me, though, is just that sight unseen, not knowing if someone's living in the property, what legalities are you going to have of getting them out? You know, most of them are empty. Um, but you know, you can only see so much. So, you know, if you get them at a good enough discount though, it's worth it. So, but yes, they're coming back. So I know you asked it about funding as well. Um, we'll talk a little bit about funding. Um, we actually just did a podcast on it yesterday. Um, I don't know, you want to talk for a second? I feel like all I've done is talk. <laughs> we, uh, I mean, funding, you've got several options. I mean, there's always a bank loan, depending on the property. Um, you can do it that way. Um, you can find private investors. That's something that we've used a lot. Um, and we were using a private investor 10 years ago at 10% interest. And people told us we were crazy and we were still being able to profit. So it didn't matter to us. Um, it worked. It was easy to get the money. We didn't have a, an exorbitant amount of closing costs. It was an easy close and we could just get, get the property and start moving. So that's an option. Um, hard money is something we actually never have used. We know a lot of investors that have um, because that one, they're going to base on the property and not on your personal financials. The interest rates are going to be higher. They're going to charge points up front. But again, if the overall picture makes sense, you hate to pay a higher interest rate, but if you can get the money and get the project and make money on the end, it is what it is. Um, that's kind of our philosophy. We've got other people in our circle that are so hung up on interest rates that 
it, they can't get past that. And I mean, it's just the way you think about it. For us, it's never been a hangup because when we, I mean, when we started, we knew what interest rates were, but we didn't know you had an option to go tell the bank, I don't want to pay this. I want you to drop it. I mean, we didn't, we didn't have enough money behind us to even look at a bank and tell them that. So even now I tell them that and they're like, well, this is it. So take it or leave it. I mean, they just don't negotiate that. Um, but that's hard money is one that to get in quick and fairly easy. And it's is, used and they use the asset. They do. Rather, so, you know, if, hey, I don't have a job, I don't have good credit, I don't have whatever, you can use hard money. It's just you've got to be in that deal. And they'll give you the parameters. Um, there's several local hard money guys. Sure, it's more expensive. Um, they're, they're, and I'll just, I don't care. Uh, Longhorn is one local. Um, there is uh, Chattanooga Funding is another one. And They're a what finance they do, company, basically. It's it's guys that kind of put funds together, um, and they'll loan out, and they're going to base it on an asset. But why they call it hard money is because it's it's expensive. Um, you're looking anywhere between twelve and sixteen percent for six months, plus two to three points. So if you buy a hundred thousand dollar property, you're going to pay three thousand in points up front plus 12 to 16%. So you better have a good deal, um, which you can in flipping, and, and, but the, a lot of people look at it as, well, but if I went to the bank and I could get 7%, yeah, but that deal might not be there. The, the, back when in uh, 2020, 2021, when real estate was going crazy, you had to have cash. You had to have the ability to close within seven to 10 days. Hard money can do that. Um, and like I said, they don't look at your credit they don't look at anything like that. They look at that asset and say, okay, you're buying it for $100, you're putting $50,000 in it, and it's worth $250,000. With hard money, you can also get fix-up costs. A bank's not going to give you that. They're just going to give you purchase price. And with a bank, you're going to have to put a down payment um, anywhere from 15 to 25%, depending on what bank you go with. Hard money, you say, okay, I don't have cash for the fix-ups. I'm going to need thirty grand." they can factor that into your hard money loan. And that's why we tend to use private lenders more because it's kind of that happy medium between the bank and hard money. You know, they're not as inexpensive as a bank, but you have the flexibility and the freedom of the hard money because they're normally an individual, somebody you know, um, you know, and we can talk more about how to find private lenders, how to find hard money lenders, stuff like that. But it's, that's been very good for us. Um, then the other thing with funding is home, uh, owner financing, using the actual person that owns it. Um, I gave a statistic the other day. I think it, the last I heard it was 52% of all homes are owned free and clear. So when you go to sell, you know, it's my, my mom and dad's house, you know, it's run down. We don't know what to do with it. Well, you don't know anything on it. Why don't you owner finance it to me? The banks are, you know, Given, or getting 7% in interest. I'll give you 7% interest for six months. Um, let me come in, start fixing it up. Man, you'd be amazed at how many people would be willing to do that. Um, part of it too is especially when you get into bigger deals, um, apartment, storage, things like that. People like to do that because it's a good exit strategy rather than getting one lump sum of 500,000 or a million dollars or whatever it's gonna be, they'll take, 4,000 a month, 
you know, that's 60,000 over a year rather than $1.5 million or $500,000 and get eaten alive. Um, so I'm actually doing a deal right now that I'm doing owner financing. We're putting a little bit of cash down and then we're also getting a private lender. Um, so we're actually into, uh, implementing all three aspects of it. So, and that's one thing when it comes to financing or funding a deal is a lot of this depends on the deal itself, you know, because some deals, it's nothing but cash. I mean, so it's either going to be a hard money or a private lender or your own cash. Um, you know, but I always ask, I don't care what property I buy. I always ask, would you be consider, uh, would you consider owner financing? It's the easiest in place thing. You know, it might be, well, I want 10% down. Well, you've gone from a $100,000 house down to needing to come up with 10 grand. 10 grand's a lot easier to come up with than 100 grand. So, um, trying to think The of other thing else. is you can always, if you have a home equity line, oh. I mean, that's always something that's, you can have cash readily available. Um, even if it's not to purchase, you can have it for fix-ups or something like that. Say if you can buy a property, you use a regular conventional loan at a bank, you've got a home equity line to do your fix-ups. So you've got the property, you fixed it up, go refinance it with the bank. Get your home equity line paid off, um, you know, because you can always pull the cash back out to pay that off because that, all of that's going to be dependent on an appraisal at the end. So if you put the money in, it's going to appraise. You can show if you kept it to rent. I've got this, these um, leases in place. So um, that's something else that, can use, that you can use to help acquire or to flip. I mean, that's something really versatile. We actually have a uh, line on several of our properties, so it's a little bit larger. So we've got cash we can always pull from if we find something. And the only way we can get this is cash. And in 15 days, we have an option. But, you know, when we did it, we had a small home equity line. For years, we had a $25,000 line. And um, it's one we had. We use that a lot. When we got married, we still have the same line, same bank, same terms. That I mean, and it's readily cash if we need it. So, you know, it's not something we use a lot, but we've used it a lot over the years. So. And then the worst thing that we have used is credit cards. Um, it's not a great recommendation, uh, but we've fixed up several houses. I'd have a private lender that would be willing to come in and buy the house or pay for the house, but wouldn't have money to actually do the fix-ups. And he's like, I want you to have some skin in the game. And I'll never forget calling Latane. I'm like, hey, he, uh, he's willing to finance the house. He doesn't even want to partner with us. And uh, I said, so now we just have to figure out how to fix it up. And like both of our stomachs were in knots and we put 15 to 20 grand on credit cards um, but we sold it, you know, like I said, it's not the best advice, but one of the biggest problems with real estate is people don't get in. They just don't do it. You can't play baseball if you're not willing to put the uniform on and go out on the field. You got to take a risk. Real estate's a risk. You know, you can try to eliminate as much risk as possible, but it's still risk. So... Does that answer any other questions with funding? <laughs> okay, don't go silent on us. <laughs> um,
Well, once again, um, that's a 2020 and beyond very big issue. Um, prices of real estate have skyrocketed, but all your landlords are here in rents and they're seeing, oh, so-and-so sold their property, so-and-so sold this. The realtor comes back to that question of on market. Hey, the three duplexes next to mine sold for $250,000. I want to sell mine, but my rents are 500 bucks a piece. We've run into it. In fact, we're remodeling a 20 unit apartment building right now that had that issue. I mean, it was overpriced, but the terms of our financing were very good. So we bought it knowing that we'd have to go in and spend two or $300,000, completely remodel them, and then we were gonna be able to anywhere from double to a little bit more in rents. And it becomes a very good property at that time. So you have to, you can't go in unless you're willing to do a value add from my perspective um, to get it. I mean, I, I've looked at a lot of properties recently and I'm just like, this is my price. If you can't do it, fine. But you've got to come in where it makes sense. But if you're trying to come in without doing any remodeling, without doing anything, I feel like right now is a, a fairly tough time to do that. I think it goes back to your marketing. I think it goes back to what wholesalers you're involved with and things like that. I mean, there are still deals out there, but to find them on market, I think it's, it's tough to find good rentals at this point on market, but just keep on looking. I mean, I'm looking at a storage facility right now that I just got on Google and literally put in looking for storage for sale in Tennessee and just started looking page one. It was all the big ones, LoopNet, all these different ones. Then I went to page two, you know, is bigger real estate come. I got to like page four and there was one that said one in such and such city in Tennessee. And uh, I called on it the next day, uh, talked to the guy, said, hey, would they ever consider owner financing? Yeah, with 10, 15% down, I'm sure they will, they would. So we're gonna be able to buy the storage facility. Brand new, they just built it last year. Lady owns like four or five businesses, just thought it would be cool to do storage because everybody's doing it and can't get it ramped up because of she runs a restaurant and when they call the restaurant, they hang the phone up on them. I mean, it's that kind of stuff. So um, look deep, just keep on grinding, trying to find deals. But on market, I think it's difficult now. Off market, looking around, doing your grinding, being your investigator, talking to wholesalers, they're still out there. But one of the biggest things is, is being able to value add. That is what our business has been totally built on, is value add. We buy the ugliest, nastiest property, wherever it is, and we clean it up, and that's where we make our, our profit. Does that make sense? Pretty much every property right now, rental property, the rent rates are too low. Every, uh, they're too low for the market and they're too low for purchase price. Um, for the first time ever owning rentals in the last year, we've went up on rent rates on current tenants. We've never done that in 20 years. We kind of let natural attrition, someone will move out. Even if we've already fixed it up, we'll just go up on the rent just because it's become available. Um, we've never, but in the last year we've had to. And We've, I mean, if you're on Marketplace, if you post a property on there, 
everyone's tearing the landlords to, part, to pieces right now. How dare you? I could have rented that 20 years ago for $185. Okay, well, first of all, that was 20 years ago. And um, one lady got on there, I've owned rental property for 15 years and I've never gone up. Well, honestly, that's bad business because um, you're not keeping up. I mean, even if home values had not skyrocketed, our taxes have gone up. Our insurance prices have gone up. If you cover any portion of utilities, it's gone up. So all these costs Appliances have gone have up. Appliances have doubled. Lumber, you know, at one time, geez, five, six times what it was. You know, let, uh, laborers. I mean, you got to pay more for people to work now. Um, so even, like she said, even if home values didn't go up, Everything all your other costs has. have. Um, and the, this is my thing. You know, people look at you like, you know, you're just an evil person because you're a landlord. This is a business. This is what we do. We provide housing and we take a lot of pride in making them good houses, making them nice. And, you know, if anybody owns a house, you know, they're constantly deteriorating. Things are constantly breaking. So as a landlord, it's a constant fixing, taking care of things. And they take that as you're a slumlord and, you know, you shouldn't go up and rent. You know, this is what I started renting this property at. It just doesn't happen. You just can't do that. I mean, it's, it's like Tane said, it's just bad business. Um, you've got to stay in your local market and know what's going on. And the thing is, like she said, we, we are local here to Cleveland. I know guys that live in Oregon and have stuff in Pigeon Forge, have stuff up in, which is crazy, up in um, Sweetwater and things like that because they can't find good deals in Oregon. So they're going, coming out here they have property management and things like that. So I don't know what point I was making with that. Um, oh, knowing your local market. You know, so if you go outside of your local market, you know, just make sure to know that market um, from housing prices. Because you can lose, I mean, you think if you have 50 properties, $100 under rent, and we're not going to just go up, you know, if it's, I mean, we're, we're running for a thousand and we see, oh, we could go to 1100. We're not going to do that. Mm -hmm. But if we're at 600 and stuff's renting for 1100, it's foolish for us to stay at 600. But if you just took 50 properties and you went up a hundred bucks, it's five grand a month. Mm -hmm. that's, a, that's a lot of money. That's quite a few refrigerators being able to, to maintain, you know, grass cutting, everything.